I don't know if there's a hotter name in cigars right now than Espinosa. But I think it's one of those comments that a guy like me could make on radio, on podcast, and just get people into straight up uproar, right? Get them fighting. How dare you think it's the most popular name or the hottest name? What about this and what about that? There are a lot of good names that are up and coming, a lot of guys who've been doing good work for a long time, but I'm sorry. Espinosa, as of late, with the Laranja and with the 601, they're knocking it out of the park. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. The blue label, the 601 blue label Maduro. Fingers Malloy, a box press, a torpedo, a double whammy as we play the game. It's a 6.1 inch by 52. What does that mean? It's a little over six inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And 52 is the ring gauge. That's the diameter of the cigar or how thick it is around. Tee-hee. I love a Maduro. I like it. Uh, you know, a Maduro that's going to tend you into that full uh, kind of range. This is a, a Habano Maduro wrapper, Nicaraguan of origin, Nicaraguan also in the binder and, and filler here. What you're going to get is absolutely everything you think you're going to get. It's one of the cigars where you see it and you're like, oh, I know what that's going to bring me. It's going to bring me earth. It's going to bring me coffee. It's going to bring me spice. Boom, bop, bip. Three things I love. Boom, bop, boom, bop, bip. bip. The original names of Snap, Crackle, and Pop, by the way. Oh, I was going to say, I saw Boom, Bop, Bip open for Tony, Tony, Tony back in 1988. You, sir. You, sir, are a great musical American. It's true. Um, this, again, Espinosa's been doing wonderful work. The Larangela Reserva, to me, is just a wonderful, wonderful smoke. And not too long ago, we actually uh, re- reviewed the Azulejo, uh, the blue label from the Laranja series. So this is still Espinosa, just a different style of cigar. And this, the 601, going to be a much bigger smoke. Yeah, I, listen, first of all, just look at how beautiful that wrapper is. It's a, a nice chocolate brown and uh, just a touch of oil. You, you think know. that's a touch? You don't think that's... You know you what? You might be right. Each cigar is different. I mean, am I, I, I just feel this is a little oilier than yours, but it feels perfect. Yeah, it does. And, uh, you know, a little lighter in the hand than I was expecting, but it's not a wiffle ball bat as we like to talk about. But, you know, we're just into the first third, and I can't get over just how much pleasant smoke is coming off of this. Uh, very easy to light, very easy draw. And like you said, there's the, 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 the coffee you would expect, uh, you know, some, some cocoa notes. I'm getting a little bit of wood, too. I'm not surprised by that at all. That would make uh, a, a little bit of sense uh, to me. I would wonder if you are see, actually getting wood or getting some kind of nut as it okay. progresses. Where, where are you with that? Get your notebooks out, guys. Here's what you want to do. You want to get your notebook out. You don't need anything fancy, although we have been toying with an Eat, Drink, Smoke notebook. It's gonna. Oh, that one's going to be super fancy. Uh, but uh, a spiral notebook that you stole from your kids that they didn't use for school this year because they're not great students, but you love them anyway. <laughs> and what did you eat that day? What did you, what did, today, like when you're smoking the cigar, what did you eat and what did you drink? What's the weather out? We've got near record high temperatures in Indianapolis as we uh, record this. Temperatures in the 80s going on that certainly changes the palate. It'll change the saliva that's being created, changes the metabolism. What you ate will do the same. Then start breaking it down. The first third of the cigar, the second third, and the final third. What are the flavors, the notes, the profiles that you're getting? And those things do change throughout the cigar. The reason you take the notes is so when you smoke the cigar two months later, you can refer back to it. 
and you can measure up notes for notes and see what was kind of uh, similar, what, what things came together. When you see the things that come together, that's how you know you're able to pick out certain levels of flavor. That's how you know you're able to get certain qualities out of a cigar. This is the 601 Blue Label Maduro. There are other 601s, uh, by the way. Uh, this one is just... This is just all right, man. Yeah, and that spite that the pepper is really starting to kick in for me. The torpedo, Tony. Do you gravitate towards torpedoes? Do you? How do you? How would you describe the mouthfeel versus something uh, you know different? So this comes in in four uh, vitolas, right? Those are shapes. You can get it in a regular Toro, uh, a little over six inches by fifty-four. You get it as a robusto, a five inch by fifty-two, or they have it as what they call a prominente which is basically a, a, a Robusto Gordo, uh, five and a half by 56, right? You're, that's on the bigger size of the ring gauge where I'm not interested. Would I naturally gravitate to a torpedo? No. One of the things that you could say you enjoy about it is naturally you're going to have the draw intensified because you're going to have a little less room there where the draw is coming in as opposed to being full out with the cigar, right? It makes perfect sense. So some people like that uh, in, in, in their cigar. I would gravitate towards this because it's box press. Mm-hmm. And box press makes me uh, super happy. I don't know. I don't think all of them are box presses. I thought only the torpedo was 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 a box press, but I'm 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 double checking myself here, and yeah, I think I'm right because I don't think that Gordo at a five and a half by fifty six. Yeah, I don't think that's a, that's a box press. Oh no, I'm wrong. They're all box presses. So no, I don't know if I, I would probably go with a Toro over a torpedo based on just m- how I'm comfortable smoking. But the fact that it is a box press is something I love. I would go with the Toro that was not uh, coming to a point so I could get the fuller opening. Yeah, and how would you describe cutting a torpedo versus, say, cutting a Toro? The mathematics is a V-cut or not, right? V-cut or straight cut? Straight cut is exactly it. Guillotine cutter, cut straight across, get the fullness to try and get as much area as you can. A V-cut, you want to save some of that cigar, so you don't want to cut off too much of it, so you're cutting into it at the tip. You're going to get a smaller draw, more intensified draw, but you're going to save a little bit of cigar, if you will. If I'm dealing with a cigar like this, a full cigar, the 601 Blue Label Maduro from Espinosa, I'm doing a straight cut all day, all time, because I don't need to intensify anything, which is why I would go with the Toro over the Torpedo. But somebody's personal habits, right? Personal predilections, if you will, might have them going for that Torpedo because they like that intensity. Yeah, and now my next question for you, Tony, is price, because I'm looking at this right now thinking this, for me, would be, depending on how much it costs, would be an excellent afternoon golf course cigar. Uh, right. Maybe not necessarily in the morning. You know, if I'm teeing off at six thirty in the morning, I don't know if I would want. It's very the the pepper. It's not quite a pepper bomb, but it is spicy. I don't know if that's something I would want at six thirty in the morning. But afternoon, I would think about this on the golf course. What am I looking at for the price? Would you take the cigar for one million dollars if it were Augusta National? Wow! So you can be bought. I love that. <laughs> um, look, they're in the in the retail. Right in the shops where I like the shop, you're going to find this between uh, about ten and a half and thirteen dollars a stick. Is where you're going to find this online. You might find this for about nine or ten dollars a stick. In both ways, I'm a yes. Yeah, I, I not only would, would this be in my humidor, not only would this be something that I would seek out at my favorite lounge. Uh, 
I think I would like this on the golf course, especially that box press where you, if you're worried about it rolling away in the wind, it's one thing you don't really have to worry about unless that wind is really strong. It's interesting how long we've been doing the show and how long we've been talking about cigars and smoking outside of the show. This is a full. Does it play as a full to you? N- no. Nope. Nope. I know it's a full. I'm fully aware of it. I don't doubt it. And Espinosa has some cigars that'll knock you on your ass. Uh, this is just smoking pretty, kids. The 601 Blue Label from Maduro from Espinosa. You want to check this out for yourself. Make sure you go to EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Catch the reviews and make sure you go to Instagram, Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast. You want to follow it there and see the we've got video reviews and we've got photos, all cool stuff on Instagram, Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast. Kentucky Bourbon Festival tickets going on sale. Are we going, Fingers Malloy? Yes. Oh, I should I should probably buy pants. Boy, our book, Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com. Let's Go Bourbon. It's the bourbon reader you've always needed. We're working on the next book as furiously as we can. I wanted to actually do four books this year. And you know what I realized? I can't do four books this year. So we're going to do one, and you're just going to love it. So check out Let's Go Bourbon. It's been going great and thrilled. So appreciate you guys being supportive of the book, Let's Go Bourbon, at Amazon.com. February 16th through the 18th, of course, this is Bardstown. This is the 31st Kentucky Bourbon uh, Festival, and it is uh, going on. Um, they, they, they've made some changes. They've made some switches. It's $125 for the Bourbon Taster Weekend Pass. So what, so what does that get you? It, 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 I it, guess in the past, the samples that you would uh, be able to enjoy there uh, were not part of it. You would have to pay for them. Well, now, in, uh, obviously, if you're paying $125, people are going to want something. So uh, one of the new additions this year is that all bourbon samples will be included with festival passes, and bottles will be directly available at the event for purchase for the first time as well. And now, does that have something to do? Because Kentucky changed some laws. COVID got laws changed and how distilleries could sell. It's been pretty fantastic. And there are states, uh, our beloved Indiana, still having this fight. Let let the bar, let the restaurant sell package. It's it's not the end uh, uh, of the world. Very very interesting. I want to see how this kind of kind of builds out and and grows. It, are people excited about this part of it? Because I got to assume that's the special, right? Because the, the the bottle is only cool if it's got the story attached to it. I went to the festival. I was with friends found this bourbon thought it was great bought the bottle you got to try it come on over yeah like, i mean right? yeah you're you're right and this festival is obviously for people who love bourbon and it's the you know three days long you get to meet the distillers you get to talk to the dis- distillers you get to uh sample some of their new products so i think a combination of being able to talk to the people who make it and then to be able to just buy the bottle right there uh, I think that makes that experience even more special. Tony, I think we need to, to make this trip. It's September 16th through the 18th in Bardstown. I've never been to Bardstown. Have you? Have I been to Bardstown? Have I been to Bardstown that I remember? No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, look, I'm, I'm down for going. The three-day bourbon taster is 125 bucks. A one-dayer is 75 The VIP enthusiasts and flask force are already sold out. Wow. That's awesome. All right, we, we, we will reach out. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can use our uh, media credentials. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, look, I, I want to taste, but really I want to talk. 
Right. I want to see where people are at. And, and most importantly, man, what's the future of bourbon? Because you can't say, oh, wow, we had a great year. Let's ramp up supply. It's not how it works. You need the years in the barrel in order to be able to get the juice that you want. You can't rush the time. No matter what you do, you can't rush the time. Yeah. Four years is four years. Two years is two years. Eight years is eight. Just in case you didn't know that. And and bourbon is becoming you know much more popular, and people are, are looking for new products, interesting stories behind the products, and, of course, unfortunately, with the supply chain issues, you, you wonder how they're struggling. We've, we've talked about in the past how... Barrels are becoming harder and harder to come by, so it'll be interesting to go to an event like that and, and talk directly to the distillers. So I, I, we will do what we can to get down uh, there. In August, before that, is Smoke at the Creek. Oh. So this is the Boutique Cigar uh, Festival. Who I don't, I think I thought they were going for a name change, uh, personally. But so what you have here are fantastic cigars that just aren't the biggest names or aren't the biggest level of production, right? It's not, it's not the Davidoff names. It's not the Drew Estate names or the Rocky Patel names, but they're fantastic smokes made by absolutely wonderful people. And this takes place in Martinsville, Indiana at a place called Cedar Creek. So they've got a brewery on, on site. They have a, a, a vineyard uh, and, and a, a winemaking facility on site. And then they've got a distillery. Brewery, distillery, winemaking, all in one place. These people are fantastic. Yeah, and if you want more information on this whole event, you can go to eatdrinksmokeshow.com. We've got a little infographic there where you can click on, and it'll take you over to give you more information. And that that place is so great, Tony. You see the locals will show up on a weekend, you know, earlier in the morning, early afternoon. They'll bring their, their chairs. They'll, they'll bring up their their... their uh, pop up, top up, kind of yeah, and you know you can you, you can look over the property. They've got a big stage set up where they have shows. They've, I've heard them say that they've had fifteen hundred, two thousand people show up for for concerts. And you look to your right, you got the brewery. You look to your left, you got the distillery. They sell cigars. It's it's a fantastic venue, Cedar Creek Winery and and, and Brew Company. But then this event is just outstanding. Well, there was like I, I believe twenty. At least twenty cigar vendors. At the yeah, last they're gonna event. be more. They're gonna be more uh, at, at this one. So this is August twelfth and thirteenth. Cedar Creek Winery and Brew Company in Martinsville. You can find it on uh, the Eventbrite, and you can get your VIP tickets or get your general mission uh, tickets as well. A lot, a lot of cigar companies out there. It's gonna be fantastic, but it's not all good news. This story was horrible to hear about from the people. Uh, there at Fuente, they had hail. They had a hailstorm in the Dominican in early May. And who thinks of a hailstorm in the Dominican? You know, when you're growing the the leaf for 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 the Opus for the Fuente Fuente Opus X, you, it, there's real care that has to come. There's certain primings, right? That's where you're cutting the tobacco leaf, where it is off of of, of the tobacco plant, and you you got to be very very careful. It's, I mean, they've got entire areas, acres covered in cheesecloth, and they're, they're, they're trying to protect it. An ice storm comes and rips apart their curing barns. It rips apart their seed beds and tore down the cheesecloth shade and destroyed acres upon acres of wrapper leaf. Wrapper tobacco, it destroyed nearly all, as a cigar aficionado writes the story, of the 45-acre tobacco crop that was ready for harvest. 90% destroyed. It's it, just 
I, I, how do you recover? I, uh, they will have some limited edition cigars <laughs> coming forward. It's the same exact. It's the same thing as we're talking about with the popularity of bourbon and how do you get more bourbon on the shelves? You don't. You can only do what you've already made. If if the crop goes bad, you know it, one of the arguments that's made by uh, Corey Johnson, uh, who is the owner of Blend Bar Cigar, where we record blendbarcigar.com. If people saw what it took to make a cigar, you would think that every cigar costs $100 each. Yeah. There's no way that this thing can cost, in some cases, $8 or in some cases, $15. It just, it doesn't make any sense. This is really, really, really bad. And we're talking about the Fuente Fuente Opus X, which is a brand of brands, right? You hear Opus X, you're thinking of the highest quality and and honestly, some are lovely and some don't do it for me, but I know they do it for a lot of people. But I don't want this for them. This is just absolutely brutal. And what do they do? They're going to have to think on the fly. They're only going to be able to release what they have. I wonder what they, is there anything that they can salvage to use of, of that tobacco other than There's a possibility the that that leaf can then be used for some, for some other purpose. But if they can't get the wrapper they need to make the product that they're known for, there is no product. Yeah. Oh, absolutely brutal. So as you know, Fingers Malloy, and as you may know, Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, I am a sucker for what? Love. Bridezilla stories. No, no, not love. Love is overrated. But a bridezilla story. <laughs> a bridezilla story. Like the, the, the brides who go completely out of their minds or, or like the, the couples that'll charge you for not showing up to the wedding. Oh, I love I love those stories. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Well, this is a new one for me. Because this isn't about a wedding. This is about a funeral and a proposal. New York Post has the story. Fingers Malloy, you are a man who knows about these things. I, I will ask you. As an ordained minister, of course. We, we, so Fingers and Malloy and I have both performed weddings. You perform more than I have, right? I've only done one. I've only done one. So we have tied yes. in the amount of weddings. We have each performed a wedding. That's a true story. And uh, my couple's still married. How about yours? Yes. Oh, look Happily at us. married. 100%. 100%. If you want Eat, Drink, Smoke to marry you, <laughs> uh, that could be arranged for a fee. We will do a whole Eat, Drink, Smoke wedding. We'll bring the cigars. We'll, 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 we'll arrange the bourbon. We will marry you. Uh, Fingers Malloy will be your best man. We, we got it all covered. Oh, we got it all down. That's a party. A South African pastor was at the funeral of his girlfriend's father. And there, at the funeral, for the girlfriend's father, he proposed. <laughs> and some people see this as like awful and terrible and disgusting pure disrespect is what the headline says fingers malloy isn't this actually a very touching gesture uh well it depends on the motive and let me explain first of all it's better than doing it on a jumbotron at a football game especially uh, if she says no <laughs> but but i it, the new york post had the story and uh we we don't go into motive what am i what do i mean by that did he get down on one knee and say, see that man in the casket? He never liked me. And I waited until he's not here anymore to drop down on my knee and express my love to you. And now that he's gone, here's my opportunity to say, B 
baby, let's get married. That's 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 the how they talk in South Africa. I just like to take the time to remind everybody that sometimes humor can be dark. So so I'll put that right out there. Or or so that's one uh, thing he could have done. Or I would have loved for your father to have been there. I would love for your father to see the life that we're going to create. So let his spirit be there for this moment. That's the way I took it. I took it as that ladder, man. I took it oh. as actually a kind of, of touching uh, kind, kind of thing. Although I will tell you overall, I am, okay, I'm a superstitious cat. I'm a, I'm a private person, which is weird. All the radio and TV I do, I'm a, I'm a crazily private person. Um, I consider public proposals very awkward. Like, I don't, I don't get it. You know, if your family's super close, well, okay. I, look, I, I like my family, but my proposal to my wife was a very... I've never told the story of how I proposed to my wife, ever. To anyone, ever. I've always said it's her story to tell. She'll share it if she wants. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I understand having family around hiding, you know, to, to witness it. Say if you go to a special spot, and uh, you, you see a lot of this at Disney, right, where it, they... They're both Disney fans, and then uh, in front of the the Magic Kingdom, there the guy drops down on one knee, and she says yes, and then all of a sudden, family appears from out of nowhere, and it's oh, what a special moment! Uh, but this right here, this just seems okay. I'll be the cynic here because I already went on a whole rant about how uh, maybe his motives weren't where they should have been. Right. But but don't you aren't you just setting yourself up for if the marriage doesn't work out? Everybody's saying well. Look where it all began. <laughs> it, it all began at a funeral. What did you expect? But she apparently, uh, she did say yes. And maybe it brought a little bit of joy to her in a, in a terrible situation. So there, there was nice, Tony. I know. I thought, I thought that was good. I, I, just, I just didn't think it was the end of, of days. The end of days is that my mother didn't let me play football as a kid. And so I never got a chance to be the next Tom Brady, and I, in retirement, won't have the chance to have a 10-year, $375 million deal to do uh, football analysis on Fox Sports. It's never too late, Tony. It's too late. No, you can pick up a football. Uh, Apparently, you can play quarterback into your mid-60s now. So pick up the football, start throwing the out route, a button hook. Uh, You know, you, you, you could do it, Tony. The only one stopping you is you. I, I, yes, that is, that is correct. <laughs> me and my knees and my phlebitis. The only thing stopping me. They get, this is why they let Troy Aikman and Joe Buck walk. They had uh, Brady on the hook, and when he went back, they were like, uh, what you doing, Tommy Tom? And he's like, look, uh, you can still have me for life. I'm still there. Just write the check. Son of a gun. I'm happy for him of two reasons. One, of course, uh, once again proving that he sold his soul to the devil. Uh, but beside that, the other thing uh, is I'm glad that once he retires, he has financial security. Are you, were you worried? Yes. Now knowing that he has a gig after football so he'll be able to feed his family, that warms my heart, Tony. You know what I like about you? You think about others. <laughs> so I had asked the question. I had asked the question on my radio show. Has anybody checked whether or not he's got a personality? 
And the answer from everybody is, yeah, he really does. He does videos. He does TikToks, other things. He's supposedly great. So I'm like, all right, I'll, 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 I'll give it a go. Yeah, if you get a chance, I listen, I, I know you're not a huge Tom Brady fan. I'm not a not huge Tom Brady fan. It's just I, I, I'm whatever on the thing. Sometimes I never understand how somebody can be that good. But after a while, you see it, you see it, you see it. You're like, all right, they're that good. And there's there's something of, about it that you just don't understand, how fast he sees the play. They did a whole series called Man in the Arena where it goes over all of his Super Bowl appearances. And there's a little bit of behind-the-scenes talk. And uh, and you, you get more of a, a peek behind the curtain as to what kind of person he is away from the boring press conferences that he gives. And, yeah, you can tell there's something there, and it's, it's something that the media is going to like. The one thing I I have to say is it just feels like after he left New England, this is where his personality came out. It was like you are conditioned to be a robot at, in New England, and once he, he got to Tampa, you're, you're starting to see a lot of this. So I can, I can see, uh, you know, uh, this, this being a success. I, one of his friends was asked, I guess if he thought that uh, he was going to be good, and, and his response was, if Tom Brady wanted to be a plumber, he would be the best plumber on the planet. He sets his mind to something, and he's going to be good at it. So uh, now the question is, when will this start? In, in 2029, 2030, when he retires from football? So he's, he's, going, he's back with the Buccaneers. There's no doubt that the Buccaneers are a top contender in the NFC at, the, at this stage of the game. Um, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. What I know is the 601 Blue Label Maduro is a fine smoke. That spice is building up. That spice, or this has gotten stronger now that I'm at the midway point into the second third of the cigar. We're doing the Torpedo. Blue Label 601 Maduro from Espinosa Cigars. You got to check it out for yourself. Let us know what you think on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash smoke. Keep it right here. We've got more coming. We're talking buy one, get one on my pillow. Guys, this is exactly what you've been waiting for because you know that I love the my pillow bed sheets, which you can find as low as $59.98. You know I use the my pillow, which is as low as $49.98. You know I use the towel sets and they are buy one, get one as well. No six piece towel sets, cotton grown in the US. They don't have that lotiony feel. They're super uh, absorbent. Two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths, a variety of colors and sizes, machine washable, and a 60 day money back guarantee it's the buy one get one extravaganza at my pillow just go to mypillow.com slash tony mypillow.com slash tony bed sheets and my pillows are just the tip of the iceberg you can find the full list of buy one get one offers by going to mypillow.com slash tony and get buy one get one savings today you can also get uh, a book mike's uh, book with purchase mypillow.com slash tony our new book let's go bourbon the bourbon reader you've always needed is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. So Basil Hayden is a name. People know Basil Hayden, and they're happy to drink Basil Hayden. And when it comes to that brand, uh, the Dark Rye, I think, is one of the most underrated drinks out there. I think the Basil Hayden Dark Rye is fantastic. And then Fingers Malloy says, well, I found something. I found something, and we're going to drink it with our mouths. This is the Basil Hayden Subtle Smoke Bourbon Whiskey. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. 
Bourbon.com. This is a very, very different kind of bourbon for you, Fingers Malloy, and for you to even suggest this. To suggest something that comes in at 80 proof, I, I, I don't even know who you are anymore. Well, I'm always looking for something new, and this is fresh to the market. That's what the kids say. They say is that what they say? Fresh to the market. And uh, I, I, you know, I was like, okay, let's give this a, a try because this is something uh, a little different than what we would normally go for. I, the whole subtle smoke. I'm going to be interested to see what exactly this. this One play, of the reasons I shy away from scotch with a cigar is that when you get into the Islay and the Lowlands, you get more of that peat, more of that moss, more of that ash, which, which people adore. And it ruins a cigar for me. And there is no question that if you're asking me, am I a cigar guy or am I a bourbon guy? I'm a cigar guy. That is that is paramount uh, to me. And I'm also a rye guy more than I am a, a bourbon guy. So that's why I gravitate to, to bourbon if I'm going to pair something up because it doesn't compete. It complements in, in, in the main. So when I hear subtle smoke, I, t- I tell you right now, I immediately recoil. Like, I, I am anticipating a, a problem. But looking at this in the Glencairn glass, that's a, that's a lovely, lovely uh, amber, right? So you got those hints of red that are in there. Maybe a little bit of copper going on. Mm-hmm. That is a fantastic nose. Mm. Oh, that, that, to me, that is citrusy candy. Little vanilla citrus going on, and a little maple too. Wow, oh. that's very good on the nose. Yeah, I mean, and and it's funny. Even at eighty proof, there is at the very end. At the very end, there's a touch. Like I feel in the sinus, a touch of of of, of the alcohol, the, the 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 menthol kind of thing. Do you, Not okay, menthol. I I'm picking that up as the citrus that you mentioned. Right, man. You, it's 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 right there. It's right there at the very very end. I can actually taste it on the palate from the aroma here um it, it's it's but it's a wonderful it's a wonderful nose because it it i don't know if i get a smoke off of that no but it's, if you do do you feel like it's subtle <laughs> stop it the basil hidden subtle smoke is what we are drinking right now no that that vanilla though is it it is it isn't a syrupy vanilla it's like a like a true vanilla bean you get like you were like you were sniffing on briars. This is what's unusual for me is you know, I, at at first when I brought the the glass up to my nose, it was that citrusy and and, and uh, note with some maple, uh, and now w- that I've let it swirl around the glass for a little bit, and then I've pulled it back up for a, a second or third try on the nose, the vanilla is coming out a lot more than it did when I first gave it a sniff. Well, Fingers Malloy, uh, the question is, uh, we, we should we should taste this. Uh, Fingers Malloy, are you ready uh, for this? Oh, Tony, I've been ready for this all day. The Basil Hayden. Subtle smoke. He is doing the Kentucky Chew, so that's how you move it around uh, the palate there, right? You get a sense for it. You get a feel for it. Uh, he's taking the sip. I, 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 I don't know if he's happy or he's... He's looking for a spittoon. I don't know. No, no, That's no, no, a no, weird no. face you just made. Well, l- listen. First of all, there is no sting on the tongue. There is no burn going down. There's a, th- a little bit of a thickness to it. Uh, on the palate, 
that butterscotch is there, maple is there, a little bit of citrus. Uh, it's it's wonderful, and but I'm not getting any smoke. I'm not getting may, maybe a touch of of the oak, but uh, to me, it's it's very. It, it's sweet, butterscotch, maple, and a little bit of vanilla. But I'm, I'm telling you, Tony, no sting, no burn going down, no warmth. By the way, how they do this, as described by the guys at thewhiskeywash.com, which is a fantastic uh, site, uh, by the way. They do an initial toasting and a light charring of a second barrel. And then they put hickory smoke chips that are ignited, and they're fed to produce the smoke, and that's pumped into the barrel, and that's how they get... The smoke in this. I, I wonder if, because I'm pairing it with a cigar, that's really why I'm not noticing a lot of that. I'm not, maybe, maybe, but if it's subtle, <laughs> it's not meant to overpower. It's meant to, to share right. and be a part of the thing. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. The basil hidden subtle smoke. He is going to in to our health. He's doing the Memphis Munch. Looking at the glass like he, I think he's enjoying it. And I think we're going to get a verdict here in a second. That is a very simple bourbon. That is, that is, uh, that is absolutely on the sweet. I think that the maple conversation is, is, is correct by 200%. I can't tell you that there's a, 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 a smoke maybe on the finish. Maybe that is, it's, it's funny. There's a little bit of woody. Uh, wood flavor on, on the finish that on the tongue it actually sticks to the tongue pretty well that'll work for the whole table my issue would be there's not enough oak in there mm-hmm. to make it what I want but I absolutely get how someone could enjoy this you know what there it is the sm- <laughs> that's the smoke on the finish on the tongue that's absolute oh that's nice that is nice it doesn't support replace for me the oak that I'm a little bit looking for but I get that this is this is a fun little play of a drink it's a nice easy easy bourbon I'm very hesitant to put it on a rock I'm very hesitant to put any cool water in it I I I really like it the way it is I feel like we have to do that because that's our job it's our job ladies and gentlemen uh, <laughs> but so I guess maybe I will I'm gonna put just a few drops of cool water in it yeah, and so see am I. if it makes. I'm I'm gonna do that as well. Just a little bit of water, and we're okay. talking about drops. If you had a medicine dropper and you were that kind of person, this would be the perfect time to do it. Just to see if the thing opens up, just a little with any of those other flavors. Can you get a little bit more of that maple feel, that vanilla thing going? On, a little bit more of the of the wood. For, for me, it it brought out a little bit more of the vanilla. But man, that. That really, really, there, nothing, no, no sting, no burn, no, no, no not warmth. an ounce, not an ounce of heat. That's great. How, how about you? Did it bring out any of the vanilla? Mm, actually, got a touch spice here. Really, just a touch, but nothing that nothing that harms or or or, or hurts. Look, it's 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 a nice little bourbon. It's a nice little bourbon. Uh, the question is, is this in your liquor cabinet, Fingers Malloy, at $65 a bottle? Mm, I, I don't know. I, I will say a, a point that you brought up I think is, is, is relevant to the conversation. You want to bring something new to the table, something that everybody could drink. I think that this is a bottle for, that, that would, would play there. 
This is absolutely not in my liquor cabinet. This is absolutely a great gift. The Basil Hayden Subtle Smoke, 80 proof. Uh, I wasn't able to find a, a mash belt on this, but that bit of vanilla, that bit of maple going on on the tongue, you can argue a touch of, of, of smoke. Fingers, you actually said that it almost feels, it tastes like, like marshmallow. And I think that's actually not a bad kind of a flavor description for it. This is a very simple, easy, easy bourbon, as I said, at 80 proof. And, and it would work for everybody at the table, but at $65 a bottle, it's a gift for a special occasion. It's not in my, my liquor cabinet at that. I think if you're seeking something different, uh, you know, maybe go find it. If you would have told me $35, $40 a bottle, I'd be like, okay, yeah. 65 it's like a little bit of a reach for me. But if you're looking for something different, something, like you said, that everyone at the table, maybe if they're not necessarily a, a bourbon drinker, uh, that, that they could enjoy, I, I think that this is a bottle that is worth picking up. And we've got it paired with the 601 Blue Label Maduro. And the, pep, the pepper, the spice, has definitely picked up, but it has not been overwhelming I think this cigar is smoking great. I think it's feeling great. It's a it 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 has now achieved its full. Yeah, right. It wasn't a full in that first third, but into the second third, you better believe it is. Absolutely. And the other thing too is we mentioned in the in the previous hour that we were smoking it really fast. It was it was smoking quick. Uh, it slowed down <laughs> because it's it's become much more of a full smoke. Uh, you're you're barely into the second third i'm midway through the second third and i honestly i thought we were going to blow through this cigar in the first hour and that isn't the case not not at all it has it has slowed down because the strength has really built up it has really truly done that but it's oh super enjoyable and uh in in your local tobacco shop for about 12 dollars a stick the answer is yes the answer is absolutely yes but it's time fingers malloy right now for news of the week. Tony, there's a story that you're just starting to see uh, have legs in, in the mainstream media, and it's it's really a serious story. There's a baby formula shortage and a baby it's food awful. shortage, and it's terrible. Retail outlets have seen a 30% drop in availability of some popular brands due to supply chain issues, labor shortages, all the stuff we've talked about previously and uh, you know if you're a, a parent of a, a small one th- there are a lot of people out there who are, are panicked right now which unfortunately will probably make things worse because if you see it you're probably going to buy a lot of it and you're going to see people starting to hoard because they can't I, get their I hands on it. how do you blame them right they have to feed their kids and and you know not to get political but but it's an interesting piece of where some of the conversation is in, in, in America. Um, there was, from Congress, a vote to send $40 billion to help the fight in, in Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. The Russian invasion of Ukraine. And I'm not here to argue where people are on that. Do they want to help? Do they not want to help? Um, $40 billion. And I think people could be like, hey, uh, it's a Russian invasion, and you're just trying to, ha- you know, if, if it bothers Vladimir Putin, good, right? I think some people uh, truly feel that way. But the argument is moms can't feed their babies. Yeah. So where should we really be focusing our dollars? This is, 
that vote, I think, really has hit people, regardless of their side of the aisle, in a very, whoa, 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 whoa. We understand that there are geopolitical forces at play <laughs> that we have to work with, but, and it doesn't get any more simple than this, moms can't feed their babies. So where should we be putting our money? Now, the question is, where would you put the money? Part of the problem here is a story about Abbott Laboratories. So Abbott Laboratories had a, a recall of formula. Two infants died. Bacteria in the formula. Well, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, shut down the plant that makes the formula. It's been three months. Abbott says it didn't come from us. And supposedly, according to the reporting, there's an FDA report that says the bacteria didn't come from them. So the question is, they've done this whole cleaning, and we've seen this before. Bluebell ice cream years ago, about four yeah. years ago, had a listeria outbreak, and they shut down. They said, we're going to figure this out. They cleaned stem to stern, and they were able to come back from it. So this is what, what, what uh, Abbott Labs has now done in this production facility, but it's still not open. And there's a question of whether or not the FDA is allowing it to open. Why not? Then there's another question of, you know, uh, society throughout the millennia has fed kids without formula you could buy at right. your local supermarket. So people are now figuring out what to do, but sometimes they don't know what to do. And you, you could, you know, people are worried they're going to hurt their baby by making a formula on, on their own. So there's actual concern out there. Uh, but we, we've done this before and we can do it again. And people need to rely on, on their minds and, and the ability to, to think it through. But this is, in any way, just, that was just a bit of primer stuff, right? To give you a, where some people are at. Oh, this is the real deal. Yeah. This is the real deal. This is the kind of stuff that when people buy all the formula, I don't need, how, how, do, I, how do I get angry at them? You right? I don't think they should, but I don't know how I get angry. You don't. But going back to the beginning of the discussion, I don't think a lot of people know about this other than people who have to feed their babies. I mean, this is... It hasn't really been talked about all that much, so I think a lot of people, if you're if you're not looking for baby food, you don't even realize this is going on. I I think the talk on this has has picked. Look, I will tell you on my radio shows. I've been talking about it since last week, and and you guys know I do two radio shows in Indianapolis. I do six hours of radio a day uh, here in Indy, and then it plays and uh, we're on stations in Atlanta and and, and, and Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, where, where you also get eat, drink, smoke. So KRMG. Has my weekend show and and uh, has uh, my my has eat drink smoke right here. I think people are starting to pick up on this conversation because there's a real there there's for the first time I could say you know what this is legitimate panic because they've never been confronted with the idea that it's not going to be there and people take our system people take the the affordability people take the plentifulness for granted. And now it's not there, and they aren't prepared for it. So, yes, there's the panic, and then comes the education of, of how you, you deal with this situation, which we're all still learning. But, uh, but it's, it's real. The yeah. fear is real. Next story. Here's something else that's real, Tony, and I'm excited about it. And it's something that, you know, we're, we're sometimes, because the news is always bad, we focus on the bad. Here's some good news, Tony. McDonald's is coming out with a new burger. Are, are, are you McDonald's? Yes. Yeah. Are you ready for this? It's the triple cheese Angus thick beef burger, um, and so get this: uh, it's got your regular cheese, uh, a cheese sauce, and I'm going to show you a picture, and we'll show it uh, on the Eat Drink Smoke Show dot com website. 
They got cheese sticks on the burger. Mozzarella cheese sticks on top of the patties. They're selling that in China? And it's, it's in the U.S. too in select markets. Apparently, it's, it's going to be a menu hack. You know, you know how we had the, the, uh, the breakfast sandwiches where uh, uh, it was the, 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 the potato, the hash brown was on the sandwich? Right. It's going to be something like that where you can order it. Uh, You're going to eat that? How long have we known each other, Tony? Am I going to eat that? <laughs> Bennigan's used to have Bennigan's used to have a Bennigan's fried cheese cheeseburger where they had the regular half pound patty, and then they had a patty on top of it that was fried mozzarella, and it was like an inch thick a fried mozzarella cheese patty on top of the beef patty on the burger with cheese on top of that, and. Some uh, marinara sauce. It was wonderful. The fried cheese belongs on burgers, Tony. It does? The Mayans knew it. The Mayans? The Latvians know it. And now you know it, Tony. That's a Bennigan's reference and a Mayans reference. Yeah, Try and get that on NPR. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah, you can listen to their podcasts all you want. Well, wait, they totally might mention the Mayans, but they're not mentioning it with fried cheese in the same sentence. That's just not happening. Only Eat, Drink, Smoke can bring you that kind of hard-hitting analysis. <laughs> Be sure to get the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Eat, Drink, Smoke. Download the podcast. Subscribe today. He was an 80-to-1 shot. He was 12 horses behind Epicenter, who was in fifth place at the Kentucky Derby when they started rounding the final turn into the home stretch. And what you saw, if you had yourself a Woodford Spire and were watching the Kentucky Derby with your favorite hat, was quite literally the best horse race you may have seen in 20 years. The one time I don't watch the Derby because I was at an event. Holy crap, that was amazing. They are in the middle of the final turn. Rich Strike is an 80 to 1 shot. Epicenter was, was I, I don't know if it was the favorite or, or close to it. And they start rounding the final part of the turn, and Epicenter makes uh, his move, right? And so there are, there are two horses in front of him, two horses to the side, and he's able to wiggle through. And he's, this horse is running. Rich Strike moves up as well. So when, when Epicenter moves up, Rich Strike moves up, he's now 11, 11 horses behind, not lengths, actual physical horses. <laughs> These are big beasts. And I have never seen a horse move and zig and zag. And at one moment, the inside lane opens up. And Rich Strike, I don't even know how the jockey saw it. You've got all these other horses. That jockey moves into the inside lane and off to the races, as the expression would go. And that horse caught up to Epicenter and wins by half a length. I don't know how the jockey on Epicenter didn't move a little bit more to the inside to block off that possible threat because there's no way he could have seen it. I would think that the training, you move over a little just to, to, to block out anybody coming from, from that side so you only have to look to one side to see what you're dealing with. It, it, was, it was sensational, absolutely sensational race. And one kid at the Kentucky Derby, because it's important to teach your young children how to gamble at a young age, put a bet on Rich Strike and wins 
huge. Uh huh. You wait. What fingers? What's the matter? Uh, the, the whole story makes me angry. Why? Be- because why can't you look me in the eye right now? Because if I had been, I, I too had things to do that day. If I would have been at the uh, local sports book, I, I would have put twenty down on that horse. You see, eighty to one. Like, uh, oh, what the heck? And uh, I wasn't there. I didn't put the twenty down like uh, this uh, young strapping lad. And uh, I'm 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 not uh, doing a dance right now that I, you know, was a long shot Louie and and was able to make a lot of money. This kid right here, who uh, you know went to the Derby, what he put down like fifteen dollars or something. Fifteen dollars. Oh, good lord! He won twelve hundred bucks. Oh my god, makes me sick. You know how many moon pies that kid can buy with seven? <laughs> Is that seven moon pies with today's inflation? And penny whistles. How many people? Just as a, just as a random thought, because you talk about putting down twenty, right? How many people said, "All right, I'm betting this horse to win," but you know what? Hundred on the eighty to one shot. Oh, ha- several. There are stories. I I didn't pull one up. I believe there's one story. A guy won twenty five thousand dollars. Put down the coin. It's like, oh, what the heck? Eighty to one. A hundred dollars would get you eight thousand. I'd blow. I'd blow a hundred bucks. I'm just just for the fun of it, and you're there. You got you got on your Kentucky Derby best. They got to be thrilled, thrilled with what happened. It's interesting part two to this story. 16 million people watched the Derby. So outside of the COVID years, it's the eighth year in a row that the Derby has had over 15 million viewers. It's it's incredible. I think the most incredible part is is that no one, very few people in the world really understand horse racing. Right. Very few people in the world are really paying attention to horse racing. But the two minutes before the Derby, in any bar that you're in, it will it it is the only conversation going on. It's on every TV. Everybody's talking about everything they heard from all the commentators. Everybody is silent in that race until the last fifteen seconds. Then screaming their head off. And then talking about the race for another two minutes, and then they forget about horse racing until <laughs> the next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Well, if you compare it to baseball and what they're trying to do with baseball, they're trying to speed up the game, right? Because they're, they're talking about pitch clocks, and uh, you know they're they're limiting certain moves that managers can make, and because our attention span has gotten so short, I think that people are tuning in because what they call it the fastest two minutes in sports. I, it's it's exciting. <laughs> the lead up, people kind, of, people kind of talk about it, but like you said, uh, most of us have no idea uh, about horse racing or even how to bet on a horse. They just look at the numbers and, and think, "Oh, look, fifteen to one. I'll bet on that. I'll bet on this. Oh, you know, people are saying that this guy, this horse is going to win. I'll bet on him." But uh, I, I think that people are tuning in a because it also feels like it's the official beginning of spring. You know, the Kentucky right. Derby. It feels like spring, but also. It's exciting, and it's two minutes, and it's done. And there's not uh, the, the dragged out, you know, event like baseball. I, I would love to compare a typical baseball game's ratings on a Saturday, a national broadcast baseball game versus the Kentucky Derby. I bet the Kentucky Derby completely cleaned house over what just. Oh, to be I our bet nat- that's true as well. It's supposed to be our national pastime, but because it's so fast and so exciting. Uh, so I've only been to a few baseball games in, in, in my life. It is so slow. 
<laughs> and it, 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 it's the only game where you don't have to pay any attention at all. Just wait for the crowd to cheer, and then you can look up and see what happened. The people who are into it, they're figuring out pitch counts, and they're figuring out what you would throw based on what the batter does and righty or lefty and uh, propensities. And the, the love of mathematics to the love of baseball is, is, is really, to me, uh, incredible. And, and how people dig in to that. It's not where I live and breathe. I want a little more excitement to my game. And so baseball has never been my game. It's, it's the only sport where you'll see people, well, not so much now because it's 2022, but 15, 20 years ago, you'd see people in the stands reading a newspaper. <laughs> During the game, you know, you don't get that in football or basketball. Uh, so they are struggling with younger viewers because it's, it's so slow. But uh, no, this this Kentucky Derby thing it it, it frustrates me because I definitely would have put 20, 20 bucks down on that horse. If it helps, you also did not get the chance to be the most handsome man in China. Well, the day's young. It, this, I love the story because there is a guy who was named the most handsome man in 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 China, and on social media he's getting attacked for just being a pretty face. <laughs> Which is exactly what being the most handsome man is. The sexiest man alive, handsome face, handsome face, handsome face. The argument is, what about his qualifications? What has he done with his life? What about his, uh, you know, how dare we place a higher value on appearance than achievement? And you're like, oh, that is totally a non-American thing to do. <laughs> Another thing, too, is, okay, so he was, uh, after his, this, this post went viral, uh, the picture of him smiling, he was named an ambassador for his hometown and his province, and actually uh, tourism went up in that province based on this, uh, and now he's, he's, he's talking about suing his critics, and all I can think about is, you wouldn't last 30 seconds on Twitter in America. <laughs> Are you But it kidding? makes me wonder if I could sue my critics. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Sue your critics. Uh, look, um, th- there, there, there is nothing good I have to say about a communist regime. I, I don't shy away from this no matter what I do. Communism is awful and terrible. And the Communist Chinese Party, the party, awful and terrible. This guy, just take, take the uh, adulation. Don't worry about everybody else and move on with your day. Whether it's the United States or it's China. The rules stay the same. Stay off social media. The Basil Hayden right there. The subtle smoke. It's a lovely, simple bourbon, guys. Lovely and simple with those vanilla and maple uh, notes. Give it a go. $65 a bottle. I think it's a special occasion bourbon. But the 601 Blue Label Maduro, as I get into the final third, this is in my humidor. $12, $13 a stick at retail shops. This is in my humidor. The 601 from Espinosa Cigars, the Blue Label Maduro. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Instagram, EatDrinkSmokePodcast. That's where you want to go. That's what you want to be a part of. That's Fingers Malloy. I'm Tony Katz. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke, and Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.